4: Welcome to the Broadway Gives Back Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Svensson. This podcast spotlights Broadway actors, shows, and organizations in their pursuit of social impact and philanthropy. Join us as some of the brightest lights on Broadway share their stories about their favorite charities and how they got involved, and the people and the causes who benefited from these philanthropic efforts. Hello, everyone. This is the season one wrap up of Broadway Gives Back. I wanted to do this little mini podcast today to say a huge thank you to all the listeners who've joined us for season one of Broadway Gives Back. And I hear there are over 20,000 of you, so that's incredible. And I'm so grateful to share this experience with all of you and to talk about giving back and philanthropy and social impact and how we all make this world a better place. Um, we've been so lucky to talk to so many interesting and awesome people and guests on the show, and there are more to come in Season 2, um, which will come back in the fall. I want to take this opportunity to introduce you to some of the cast and crew behind this podcast and to some of the backstage perspectives. So first up, um, at Broadway Podcast Network, um, we're joined today by Brittany Bigelow, who is our sound engineer and co-producer. She is also a former dancer and actor. Hi, Brittany.
1: Hi, Jan. Thanks for having me.
4: Weird to be on this side of it with you. (laughs) It's so fun to have you on this side of it with me. (laughs) Um, Also, a huge thank you to Jim Lochner, who is my partner and has been gosh, for 20 years um, with lots of different projects. Um, Jim worked with me at the Broadway League and at the Charity Network, but he's pretty incredible in his own right. He is a brilliant writer, he's written a book, he's a historian on film music, and he is an amazing producer partner on this project. Say hi, Jim, I know you don't want to, but say hi anyway.
3: (laughs) Hi, Jim, oh no, no, you want me to say hi, Jim, gotcha. (laughs) Good job.
4: And then I want to introduce the impetus for this um, podcast, Dory Berenstein. Dory is a four-time Tony Award-winning Broadway producer. She's won an Olivier Award, an Emmy Award. She does film and theater and television. She produced uh, The Prom most recently and tons of documentaries and feature films, including Dirty Dancing because no one puts Dory in the corner. Um, She is the co-founder and CEO of Broadway Podcast Network. She is my dear, dear friend, and she's also my October 9th birthday twin. And she is the reason that this podcast started. So hi, Dory, and thank you for everything. I'm so grateful.
2: (laughs) Hi, Jan. It's so exciting to talk to you. I'm so glad
4: you're here. Um, so let's start with, let's talk about that fateful phone call. I think it was last
2: summer when you said like, hey, you should do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the no-brainer idea of the century. And you know, it was, uh, we were thinking about uh, incredible people that had been doing inc- just extraordinary work. And we wanted the Broadway Podcast Network to be a platform for people who had something important to say. Uh, and, and I can't imagine, first of all, uh, a more important uh, topic than giving back and philanthropy and all, you know, particularly always, but during the pandemic, all the people who were in tremendous need. And, uh, you know, but that, that was just right there in tandem with uh, who better to do a podcast than than you, Jan, because you're so articulate, you're so passionate, and you're just filled with incredible knowledge. And, uh, you know, having you talk about this subject with incredible guests was, was like the, the ultimate no-brainer. Um, and so it was a call that I was so excited to make, and there was no way I was going to let you say no.
4: Well, first of all, I have to explain. So Dory brings this idea up to me and I'm like, why on earth would anybody even want to have a podcast with me? And I just said, no, straight up. No, we're not doing this. I'm not doing this. And then I think I took like a month and I just sort of like marinated with this idea. And one night I woke up at three in the morning and I thought, hmm, I do know a lot about philanthropy and I do know a lot of people who are philanthropic in the Broadway community and beyond what if I marry those two ideas? And then I sat down at my computer and I wrote sort of this little mini business plan. I sent it to Dory and I said, would this work? And that's when the show was born. Um, That was fun, (laughs) but it took me a while to get there.
2: It was such an impressive business plan. If only everybody knew that. That was amazing. (laughs) Hint, hint all you other
4: podcasters. Um, And, and then I, I thought to myself, I'm not good at doing things alone. I need collaborators. And um, Jim has been such a great collaborator for me for the last 20 years and so many different things. So I knocked on his door, so to speak, virtually. And he was like, oh, I don't know, kind of curmudgeon as he is. <laughs> what? What? No, never, never, never like that. Well, you explain then. How did you feel?
3: Um. I was like, "Mm, uh, maybe a little bit curmudgeonly, not sure I want to do this. Um, But I think like you, it did take some time to get used to the idea. And even as we started this, I still wasn't sure it was going to do anything. But here we are, what, 27, 28 episodes later at the end of season one. And yeah, we kind of pulled it off. I don't know how we did it. I think we were (laughs) flying by the seat of our pants a lot of the time, but Yeah, we did it.
4: Oh, we were definitely flying by the seat of our pants. Um, And I just, for me, like, I loved the idea that um, we could inspire people, and not you and I, Jim, because we don't inspire people, but our guests could inspire people um, to do good. And I love the concept of this sort of everyday philanthropy. And it was so interesting over the course of those 28 guests to see all the different perspectives. Like, some people were you know, doing really big things and doing big amounts of money and others were just doing these random small acts of kindness. But all of them, I think, were really important. And I feel like I learned so much. Um, And particularly during this time of this lockdown and all the things that have been called out this year, so many people were very, they really exposed themselves. They were very vulnerable. And Britt, I wondered from your perspective, as you sat there and listened to every podcast and produced it and obviously did all the operational stuff. But like, as you were listening to the guests, I just wondered what your takeaways were.
1: That's such a good question. Cause I think when, um, obviously when Dory told us about the podcast and bringing it onto BPN and then I've gotten to spend a lot of time with you and Jim of understanding what it was to you both. I love the ground you covered in terms of the ways um, someone can give back that it wasn't one type of person, one type of pillar in the community. It, it covered a lot of ground in how Someone can give back in the ways, in all different types of ways. So, from my perspective, listening in, no conversation was the same, um, which is always what I know as a producer and in podcasting is really interesting of how we can be affected by our guests and let the guests um, be the inspiration for the conversation versus um, maybe trying to cookie cutter it.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the things that I love about the podcast, aside from just the incredible range and diversity of your guests, it's just such a portfolio of fabulous, um, is that you're making philanthropy, which is kind of an intimidating word to a lot of people, I think, accessible. And, and you know, for anyone who's listening, you're going to be inspired to do something. And it, it doesn't matter what you can do, you know, it doesn't, you don't have to be (laughs) having a building named after you, you know, it's, it's acts of kindness and that really make a difference in people's lives. And every episode has just been so inspiring. Well, I think so. I, you know, it's funny
4: looking back or listening back, I guess, you know, I'm trying to think like, what are my favorite moments, but I feel like in every single podcast, there were just like these little gems, you know, and usually they were unexpected. Um, I would, you know, assume somebody was going to talk about one thing and then it just completely pivoted. And they were, you know, just talking about something that was super personal and laying out these vulnerabilities. Like, I guess that was just so amazing to me was how honest people have been throughout this podcast about everything. And I feel really um, honored that they shared that here.
1: I think that's a testament to you though, Jan. Totally.
4: agree. And what are your favorite moments? Well, I can't say that there are favorite moments because that's not (laughs) fair. (laughs) Um, But I will say that I, you know, again, going back to the vulnerability thing, I think that many of the people spoke about, spoke very, very openly and exposed, you know, their innermost feelings and thoughts. And, you know, um, Gavin Creel certainly did. And he made me really think a lot about actually what we're going through right now, which he talked a lot about, like when Broadway reopens and when we all kind of go back into like, quote unquote, the new normal, what's it going to feel like? And he felt this anxiety about it. And it's interesting because right now as we're all going into that phase now where we're reopening and we're, you know, doing things we haven't done. Like I ate in a restaurant inside last week, and have done it again a few times, and went to a movie theater, and all these things that were normal. And I'm I'm remembering what Gavin said. So it's just almost like he was a prophet in this. So I feel like that was really interesting. I think what Brian Stokes Mitchell said, you know, about the whole George Floyd thing was so um, relevant that you know, this isn't the first time, you know, that there was a situation with police, um, you know, killing a black man basically. And, but this was so different because not only was it on video, but because everybody in the world stopped and we were all in lockdown and we didn't go back to our daily lives. We had to sit with this. And I felt like that was so important. And I feel like that's why there might be change from um, in this whole area of systemic racism. And I thought that was such a profound comment. Um, so those were some of the moments that I, I'd like to highlight. How about you guys, Jim?
3: Oh, gosh. I mean, mine's mine is incredibly stupid and didn't even take place on the podcast. <laughs> um, and it's incredibly selfish, too. My favorite moment was sitting through the Josh Groban because he's so open, so honest, so humble, and just so real and down to earth. And then... After the podcast was over, there he was saying hello to my dog on video, which I know it's stupid, but I loved it. And it was this, you know, it's talk about a simple random act of kindness that didn't require anything from him. And it was just so natural and so indicative of what I think this podcast has highlighted all the way through that it doesn't take much to make somebody's day it doesn't take money. It doesn't take anything. It's just a simple, you know, wave on a video screen. And it just lifted me for the rest of the day. And I thought that was pretty, pretty incredible.
4: I love Josh's podcast. It was so great. Um, any other highlights,
2: anyone? I, I think that for me, um, it's really hard to pinpoint one moment. I think I just want to say that, you know, to, to hear from uh, Sarah Borellis to Josh to the Public Theater to Brian Stokes Mitchell to the Actors Fund to John Lloyd Young to to um, you know Damian Pasadona and and on and on and on and on and on every in, in that group just right there is such a wide range of activities it's are you, are you kind of made to feel like um, there's so much good happening and in this time of stress and trouble, um, uh, you know, to know that there's so much good happening, it, I think it has an overall impact um, on, on feeling hopeful and feeling positive and, um, you know, it's very inspiring. Yeah.
1: I think to Jim's point too, the reason like the Josh Groban experience was so beautiful and all the episodes have resonated so deeply is because the fact the podcast is based in humanity. And so these guests come on ready to talk about humanity and how to give and how to do more. And so they're bringing their like really walls down, kind, like Mm -hmm. give back selves. And you have attracted those people too in your career and in your life that then have come onto the podcast. So I've sat down with a lot of different, I've ran a lot of sessions, I've had a lot of guests and it has always, every single time the guests have been People I have admired for a long time and have been so kind and wonderful. To Jim's point um, of that one specific day, so that resonates with me is just the humanity of it
4: all. They're just like us. (laughs) Wait, I'm 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 joining, getting joined here by Glenn Weiss. (laughs) Hey, Glenn. Hello. We can't have a backstage. Session here podcast without including one other person, and that is my fiance, Glenn Weiss is joining us now. Woohoo! Yay! This is
0: backstage.
4: This is backstage. Uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> um, we're, talking, we're talking about the making and the um, just how we came up with the idea of doing this podcast, and you've been so supportive um, behind the scenes. So I wanted to have you say a word or two.
0: Well, I really needed her to do something because you were so annoying during the pandemic. So we had to find something. If you were to do it. <laughs> yeah. this, this project has been pretty unbelievable to watch from the outside. Uh, the, the, the passion and what you've brought to this, uh, and, and when I when we did some test runs, and then I heard you actually execute your first two or three, it was like you've been doing this forever, and it, it was really fascinating to me how how natural you were at it and uh, you know, the stories that not just you bring, but what you're getting out of your guests. It's It's, it's been really phenomenal to watch.
4: Well, thank you. And um, I have to say he's also been tech support here at home uh, <laughs> because that's been a challenge for sure. So yeah, you're good at engagements and you're good at tech support. Thank you. I
0: it. <laughs> Nice to know I have a purpose. Thank you.
2: I, I have to totally agree with what, what Glenn just said, because, you know, there is podcasting and hosting, and then there's podcast hosting, you know? It's like to make your guest feel really comfortable so that they are talking about things that they typically don't talk about and that they feel safe and comfortable. That's really rare. It doesn't happen all the time at all. And so right off the bat, you know, you had a safe zone and people with it because of the topic, but, but because you made them feel totally at ease and comfortable and, and the, the repartee that you have with all of your guests is is really special and engaging for the audience. Um, so, bravo. Bravo.
4: Thank you. Um, so, Glenn, while I have you on the podcast, is there anything you want to share about I don't know, Broadway coming back or the Tonys or anything? <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. But... Uh... <laughs> Wait, this is a podcast? I thought this is just a Zoom. Oh, man. Um, look, you know what? Honestly, we're all really excited. I don't know when this is actually going to drop. I don't know when you're uh, releasing this, but we're, we are really excited about uh, Broadway coming back. And as a preview, uh, the couple of shows that I've done recently just stepping on a stage and we were lucky enough in the last show to have uh, somewhat of an audience. Uh, The the feeling of standing in a room with an audience and having an audience reaction and hearing the and feeling the audience reaction, if if I could feel that I can imagine what the performers are feeling. And, uh, you know, with that opening up for the world, I think it's just such an optimistic time ahead.
4: I just want to mention for those listening who may not know but glenn is the director and producer of not only the tony awards but also things like the oscars emmys kennedy center honors which just aired a few weeks ago um what am i forgetting bet awards pretty much any award show acms um and he's been working throughout this pandemic um and he did the democratic convention and the inaugural celebration and he's had to pivot and figure out how to do things both virtually and in person safely. So um, it's been a really interesting year watching him um, navigate and do shows as well.
2: Well, I want to know when Glenn, Glenn is going to be a guest on the podcast because I, I want to hear that episode so badly and talk about giving back and, and going way beyond the call of duty. I mean, your year and always, but your year, my gosh, I would, I will be sitting by my computer waiting for that episode, or I should say my VPN app waiting for that episode.
4: (laughs) I've been trying to talk him into being my guest, but he thinks that if I have him as his guest, as my guest, then that means that I've run out of all the other guests, and he didn't want me to but he didn't yeah, want people if, to think that. If
0: you're coming to me, then everyone knows that you've just kind of run your list. So I don't want to do that to you. I want to make sure that everyone still aspires to listen to the next person, uh, the data <laughs> breath that you are going to speak to. And if you're coming to me, you're kind of at the end of your road.
3: I know. No, if she's coming to me, she's at the end of her road. <laughs> uh, well,
0: I, I, you're a good get, Jim. I think this this was like the, 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 the clutch booking, actually.
1: <laughs> Nothing says giving back like Jim
3: Locker. <laughs> see, see, that's going to go on my headstone
0: <laughs> or my urn. From witnessing all this from the beginning, and and Jim will never say this, but I, you put so much into this. A lot of what this podcast is, is, is you. And you are the unsung hero here. And, and I respect everything that Jan does. And I think it's great. But no one at home listening understands how important you are to this.
1: Amen. Oh, thank
3: you. Yay. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Jim,
3: I'm going to edit all that out just so you yeah. <laughs> to
1: <Thank you. laughs> <only> prove it.
3: <laughs>
0: Brittany will be editing this one. So you're out.
1: Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll steal the files. They're mine.
4: <laughs> well, anyway, I did want to ask listeners if they have any special requests for when we come back in the fall. Um, Jim and I have already been talking about some ideas we have with regard to like having panels and having more themes. Um, there are some guests that are super excited to come back to back in the fall that weren't able to do it um, this spring because of their schedules Some big names so that'll be exciting but if anyone has any ideas or thoughts um, even about format we'd love to hear from you and you can reach us through our social channels or on our website through an email Um, so be in touch because this is a collaborative process for all of us including with everybody listening thank you and can't wait! Can't wait for
2: the next season.
4: Yeah, I can't wait for the next season either. Glenn always says when he at the nominee luncheon for the Tonys, and Dory, you'll remember this because you've been nominated and winning so many times. But Glenn always gives this speech about you know if you do win, if you're lucky enough to win, just speak from the heart. And I feel like I've tried to keep that um, that note um, and just speak from the heart.
0: I have to say that's what makes this podcast so interesting to me, actually, because you are not covering the normal, you know, entertainment junket kind of approach. You're you're hitting something specific, but what you're hitting for the most part is what the guests are passionate about. It's it's something that is important to them. And I think that is part of what makes what you're doing play so well.
4: Thanks. And I, I really think that the guests, I want to say thank you to all of them because they really did um, bring it you know, to this podcast. And and you're right. This is something, they're all amazing human beings and, and they do give so much and they care so much. And so I, I'm glad that that was evident and was communicated through this podcast and we were able to give voice to that. And I want to thank everybody here behind the scenes and I want to thank the listeners and the guests and I'll see you all in the fall. See you in September.
3: Wait, is that it? I want to hear more from
4: Jim. <laughs> oh,
3: sorry. You, you, you missed my big monologue at the beginning. Oh, no.
4: <laughs> and we're lucky we got that much out of us. Yeah,
3: pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. And we're out. Have a good summer, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Broadway Gives Back. Broadway Gives Back is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, with Brittany Bigelow. And music by Eric Becker at Broderick Street Music. Special thanks to my producing partner, writer, and friend, Jim Lochner, and to Katie and Yo at BPN, Julian Hills from the Bulldog Agency, the Charity Network, and to my fiance, Glenn Weiss, who is always my consultant. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcasts. You can also follow Broadway Gives Back on Facebook and Instagram at Broadway Gives Back Podcast and on Twitter, at Broadway Gives. To learn more, visit bpn.fm slash Broadway Gives Back.